Hello, I'm Thomas, and this is the KAANP, the Knoxville Area Artist Networking Platform. And here we talk to artists about themselves, the art they make, and where they make it, kind of. So yeah, stick around, give us a listen, enjoy the show. Hey, Summer, how you doing today? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing quite well. Would you mind introducing yourself? Yeah, um, I'm Summer, Summer Fuss. Um, I'm an artist, a preschool teacher currently. Um, yeah, lived in Knoxville for seven years now. Graduate of UT uh, Psychology Department. Will you move your mic a little closer to your face? Because yeah. when you turned, it, it went out of the scope of the mic. Yeah. We'll get it sorted out. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, so, uh, full-time creative is not your day job right now, right? No, no. I wish it was, but um, a lot of the aspects of my job are very creative, so I, I don't know. I would guess I would call myself a creative 24 hours of the day, right. regardless of work. <laughs> so, being a creative problem solver really helps when you're in in the professional environment. Yeah, it does. It does. Especially working with kids, um, especially with the age group that I work with. I work with um, one-year-olds, toddlers. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> 12 you, you have the, the multiple ones. Yeah, yeah. And they're eager to, like, hear everything. They're more creative than I am, too. So that makes it really fun for me. It's inspiring. Oh, so you, you really get to watch the, uh, the back and forth. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. I get to see everything develop yeah so what are your or what mediums or creative avenues do you do for yourself um currently i've been exploring a lot of like collage um that's been my main interest uh lately i've been like i like to thrift i've always i've always had that as a hobby of mine so um i've been really inspired by like vintage magazines and children's books um, what what have you pulled from children's books? I just pu- I like th- just the images, the cute like illustrations from like the 1930s, 1940s like children's. Oh, very classic children. Yeah, very classic drawings. Um, they're always super cute. A lot of really traditional like horses and butterflies and like really cutesy stuff, like little ducklings and you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm working on a, a project right now, like collaging a lamp, but. I, I, I did some collage in high school, but I forget, like, how much of a process it is, because compared to, like, I usually, um, what I had been doing before this was, like, oil pastels, and that's a lot more of a quick process yeah. than I would, my process was very quick, intentionally, um, like, not planned out, or anything very, like, um, freeform, kind of, um, yeah, but... It's been, it's been fun to explore an avenue that's like more takes more time and yeah so kind of like a puzzle why 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 is your collage work more time intensive like what what part of your workflow makes that time intensive I think the part that I enjoy the most about it is probably the the sourcing mm-hmm. for the images so it, I will sit like with my books or after I've like gone thrifting for them or like just um gone through like my parents attic or like 
wherever I've like scavenged for materials. Yeah, the, wherever it is you feel like looking at the time. <laughs> yeah, and then I'll sit down with them for like two hours and just be like ripping, ripping shit out. And, like, <laughs> you know, trying oh, to figure out. I so, then I figure out later where what I'm going to do with it. You can cuss, so if you want okay, to cuss, that's cool. fine. I, I forgot. I forgot to say that earlier. Yeah, the, okay. the show's marked explicit. You can say whatever you want. Okay, so cool. speak freely, however you choose. Cool. Um, yeah. So I saw the piece. I think you posted today had plastic bags in it. Oh, that was from 2018. <laughs> Thank you. That was like when I was still in college at UT. Um, yeah, I started at UT as a graphic design major, uh, which I I didn't really enjoy. I didn't enjoy the program. Or just like, was it the, was the formality of it? Wasn't yeah, your gig? Yeah, the formality and like I did an internship and it was just a lot of desk work, and you know, I, it just wasn't um, stimulating for me. I felt like I really wasn't using any of my, you know. I feel like a lot of people, the structure really kills it, mm-hmm. or the, the the format or the formality of things really take it out of people somehow. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, and I. So I only did that for a year and a half before I decided um, to switch my major to psychology because I was really interested in, like, development and, like, the human psyche and, like, all the, the nitty-gritty parts in there that I just hadn't explored. I didn't have those resources when I was growing up. Yeah. And, like, I was like, maybe I'll just, you know, use college as, like, you know, I'm going to just take advantage of this opportunity and learn a whole new thing because I, yeah. I knew I'd had been an artist for a long time and I wanted to be inspired by something else. Something totally different. Yeah. Yeah. Something totally different, but also very similar because it's psychology and art is like, they go pretty well hand in mm -hmm. hand, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how, how did that treat, how did that formal educational experience treat you? Great. Yeah. It was awesome. I loved all my professors. Um, and because I did do graphic design, um, I already had those base classes in the art program, mm-hmm. um, so I was able to still take classes in the art school while I was a psych major, even though I wasn't minoring in anything. So I kind of did a, like a side by side thing, and so you had some fun electives to keep you sane. Yeah, yeah, yeah I took <laughs> classes, and yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. That, um, yeah, I put a lot of my focus there. And then psychology was also just like an inspiration for. So does any, do you pull any of that into your work now with your collaging? I do, I do, but it's like not. It's not direct. pronounced, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's there. (laughs) Yeah, but it's there and it inspires me. Mm -hmm. So what other parts of your workflow do you enjoy for your creative outputs right now? Um, Well, I also, I've been playing a lot of music lately which is a big inspiration for me play, um, what instrument i play clarinet okay uh, <laughs> i played clarinet since high school um i did marching in concert um music has always been like another outlet of mine as well i did like choir growing up and um chorus and then i was in marching band i did color guard Oh, so you did all of it. I did all I did theater. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of all over the place, just like constantly needing something. Did you, um, you ever feel spread thin with all that? Yeah, but it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. I wish I had kind of done more, <laughs> too, in some ways. Just like, um, I don't know. I spent, 
marching band took up like all of college or all of high school. I believe it. Yeah, like all of my time. So I kind of wish I had taken time to do more extracurricular stuff. But But marching band's awesome. Oh, yeah, it was fun. (laughs) Yeah, and I was not a good clarinet player, and I'm still not a good clarinet (laughs) player. But I I love playing, like, um, just, like, exploring the instrument without the bass. Without, yeah, like I kind of without have like the a cage, most people put it in. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not like, you know, this is a C scale, you know. Right. <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> I'm just playing, and like the people I play with are also like the same. It's like to experiment. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> so, is it just the clarinet, or do you have other instruments in your in your resume of musical outputs? Um, well, my partner plays a lot of different a lot of different things, and he's kind of got like a a wall of instruments to select from. So like I was playing his bass last night and um, I play his trumpet sometimes. He's got an alto sax I play on sometimes. Sounds like that's a fun wall to pick things Oh, it's so fun. Yeah. He's got a saw. He plays singing saws. Oh, nice. Which is really fun. (laughs) Yeah. You can make some crazy sounds. It's mostly just making noises. It's a lot of noise. (laughs) But there's music that comes out. Right. (laughs) Gotta have the noise in there somewhere. Yeah. For sure. So are there are there any instruments on the horizon, uh, seriously, that you want to really look into and dictate not, some time for? Uh, not really. Like, I don't have the energy or the time to, like, really, or the motivation to put all of my time and energy, <laughs> I guess, into one instrument. I'd rather just pick it up um, and play with it. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. And just see what happens and after. see what happens. Well, there yeah, you go. Yeah. That sounds like a good way to be. Um, and that's kind of how I treat my art as well, I would say. kind of just pick things up and play with them and don't really have a lot of planning. Like end goal or any, yeah. any like specific and path? This yeah, yeah. It just kind of comes out the way it comes out. And sometimes I hate it and I don't show it to anybody and I throw it away. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, something good comes out of it and... It brings me a lot of joy too. Right, mm-hmm. when the the unexpected happiness. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, how is uh, being a creative person in Knoxville treating you right now? Um, really good, really good. I feel like I've fallen into a really group, a good group of people. A lot of creatives in my life right now. Awesome. Yeah, a lot of really close friends that are doing really inspiring things. Um, I feel like maybe like COVID had a push for a lot of people to oh, yeah. kind of like, you know, take advantage of their outlets and like really make something out of them um, and devote more time to what you're doing. And um, yeah, a lot of my friends are musicians or like creating in some in some kind of capacity. Mm-hmm. Cooks. A lot of my friends like to cook. I like to bake as well too. So. I feel like a lot of people <laughs> took up baking when they were confined yeah. at home. For a while. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, COVID was definitely uh, a, a catalyst, and you know the whole stay-at-home order we had here in Knoxville and everything was definitely a catalyst. I became very productive <laughs> because I had so much yeah. time. What were you getting done? Oh man. Well, I decided to pull the trigger on the podcast for one, and then. You know, I couldn't really do a whole lot of interviewing, but I did mm-hmm. acquire the equipment. Yeah, and then that's a step, huge step. Mm-hmm. And then I purchased some paint from an artist uh, overseas that I really look up to. He came out with his own brand of paint. I bought some of that. And then uh, I just sort of explored some styles of things 
that were like big influences in my mm-hmm. life and I sort of mashed them all up and now I have a really neat style that I'm playing with and exploring right now. Yeah, it's fun. Um, it's, it's been pretty rewarding. So mm-hmm. I can't, I can't say it wasn't a fruitful way to spend at least some degree of my time. Yeah. I yeah. feel like a lot I of people it. around here. I, yeah. <laughs> because I had a lot of video chats and a yeah. lot of back and forth with other creative people who were uh-huh. in similar situations and there was, a, there that bore a lot of fruit. Mm-hmm. It was good. Yeah. Um, I can't say my social circle is very musical, but a lot of visual artists I know did yeah. some really crazy things, and mm-hmm. I, I always love pushing the boundaries and seeing the crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially in this genre, like you know, just visual arts. It's always uh-huh. somewhere crazy. It oh could yeah, go. somebody's doing something exciting. So, what's the craziest stuff you've put in a collage so far? The craziest. Yeah, the craziest oh. thing. I didn't tell my roommate about this. <laughs> <laughs> but he buys like spring water like jugs and I was like tearing the labels off. <laughs> but I don't know why I was doing it. It was something about the colors. Yeah. But I haven't I need used this them rip. yet though. I haven't used them yet. But I will. <laughs> oh, so this is the classic art supplies. I need this. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like a label. He's probably he was probably so confused when he came home and the label. And they were gone. Off. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever uh, like just pick anything up off the street when you're walking around? Yeah, I do. A I lot? do sometimes. Not a lot. Um, I take things from like the playground at work sometimes. <laughs> like, my kid will like so one of my kids will like come and bring me something, and I'm like, "Oh, you're not supposed to have that." And I just, like, <laughs> put it in my pocket, and it's like this will go in art sometime. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like some sticker that's been like in the mulch for like weeks. <laughs> and who knows where it came from? Oh yeah, probably was. Don't gone. eat that, please. Give it here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fun though. That's great. Yeah. So, so uh, who uh, do you have any inspirations? Like uh, just in general, in artistic contexts that you uh, really look up to, or you find the distillation of their influences in your work somehow. I think some of one of the artists was that I was really inspired with in in like late high school, like early college, with uh, like figure drawings, like Egon Chile. If you know his, I don't, his but stuff. I'm gonna look that up when I get home. Yeah, it's like very like um, very like raw, like abstract figures. But um, yeah, I don't really know how to. Ex- to explain it, I guess. The colors he uses, and it's very, like, um, it's very beautiful, the way he draws. It's the, his, his strokes are very nice, and um, I don't, yeah, I don't know what it is about his <laughs> his work, but it's, it's always really captivated me. And then um, there's an artist, um, Carly Sheeman? I can't remember her name. Yeah, I can't remember her name, but she does like kinetic painting. I guess it's a lot of movement. Yeah, does she do it like with her body physically on, yeah, on big yeah. stuff? Uh-huh. Oh, I think I've seen stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Carly Schneeman or something like that. <laughs> yeah, we can have a conversation about that later. We'll, yeah. we'll get it figured out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, what 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 about her work really sets you off? Um, it's very performative and uh, a lot of movement and motion in her work that you can see, which, which I, I like to bring a lot of movement and I'm inspired by light and, and like wind a lot of the time. You know, and I think it's beautiful how you can do that, um, 
very quickly, and a lot of her work is created like very quickly, um, rapidly, and that's how it, that's how you get that visual effect. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, like the momentum of it is evident because mm-hmm. it was done in, in that manner. Mm-hmm. Does does she ever do it like as a performance art? Like in yeah, front of it people? was it was like performance art. Okay, she did it most of the time. Um, I, she's not alive anymore. I don't remember when she was alive. It was it's been a long time. But <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I don't really have a lot of like current artists that are making things that I'm inspired by. I guess that I like take direct inspiration from. But in general, the social circle is is kind of pushing you and yeah. and pushing themselves into creative things as well. Yeah, yeah. My social circle, my my work life. Um, I take inspiration from like every sector of my life more than like looking at other artists. I guess. Well, good. Yeah. I mean, it it comes from everywhere. You just have to look for it. Yeah. Like, in that way, when you re- recognize it, comes to you. Uh huh. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Uh, my and social. When you're looking for it too. It'll- yeah, you'll find it. You'll find it. <laughs> Definitely you'll find it. Yeah. So are there any um, projects or themes or anything like you're really trying to encapsulate or work on? Do you have a, a body of work you're trying to build right now, or are you just going piece to piece and seeing what happens? I'm kind of going piece to piece right now to s- and see what happens, see what inspires me. Um, I really want to do larger work. Um, I don't have the space for it. I mean, my apartment's pretty small uh, right now. Right now. Yeah, but I'm about to move into a bigger space that will give me more leeway there where I can buy some bigger panels or Excellent. make some, some bigger stuff. Which what what scale are we talking? Um, just just large. <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> like two by three, six by four. Like, like six by four. All right. Yeah. Yeah, bigger stuff. Yeah, bigger <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I would love to do stuff on a larger scale. Um. It's kind of intimidating, but I've never done it before, so I think it'd be really fun. You might as well try, right? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've always worked, like, the past couple of years, I've only been making, like, 10 by 10s. So, it's, yeah. It's so, the idea of long. something like a sheet of plywood is yeah. is, is a lot. It's exciting. <laughs> more space to fill. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So, would that be a lot of little things or a few big things? Um, you can slap a, you could yeah, slap a lot of those spring water labels oh, on a big oh, piece. Oh, that'd be fun. That'd be, that, that's a good idea. <laughs> that'd be interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I would love to collage. That would take a long time, but I would love to collage a huge board. Well, that would definitely give you time to explore the, the workflow. Yeah. It would. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to do well, one one of the reasons I ask workflow questions like mm-hmm. that and how people's creative process, you know, is individual to them is when, like, when you say workflow, can you like how you do the thing that you do okay. and your creative process is just how like how you think through it. Yeah. Okay. So I like to find where those two things sort of cross over and at what point in there people find their peace or their zen or at what point they just succumb to the flow of it and just are are constantly just in the moment and creating and Mm -hmm. some people that's an easier question to ask than others yeah because some people find it and some people don't uh i'm able to find it a lot of people i know are able to find it most of the people i've had on the show are able to find it so it's something i like to ask because it's different for everybody as a creative person on top of the wildly different things everybody's yeah. capable of making. So it's really it's really just one of those unique experiences to everyone that I like to inquire about. 
So what's my workflow like? Yeah, and yeah. and where in that do you find peace of mind or zen or that kind of thing? Um, I like I like a lot of alone time. I need a lot of space. I need to feel very comfortable in my space. To um, good lighting and which we have right now. Yeah, this apartment <laughs> is gorgeous. Has great lighting. Yes. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, music. I like to listen to. I listen to a lot of jazz, to a lot of Coltrane, and you know, um, uh, I kind of bounce around um, with what I'm listening to. But that plays a big in, impact on what I'm making, I think. Um, but once I get into my flow state, then I kind of tune out everything else <laughs> and, and it's just it's kind of narrowed focus um yeah. usually standing up or bending over on the ground or something wherever i'm wherever i'm closing moving around um or if i'm sitting i i usually do, i can't sit you don't do you, i can't sit so you don't have a dedicated space for for the thing no I so you're just all over the apartment doing whatever all yeah, the time yeah yeah that's great <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I have a desk in there, but I, like, I'll spread all of my collage material out on my bed and, like, look over it. I'll have stuff on the floor. <laughs> I've spilt glue all over my floor recently. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a mess, but I like, I like that. So you find, like you find peace in the chaos of it. Mm, Great. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yes. I, I like when that happens. Yeah. Because my desk at home is a big old mess, uh-huh. at least right now. I love going into people's studios that are really, like, clean and everything has its place. That's not really me. It's kind of always been a mess. But I've got, I think my office at home is an 8 by 10 room, and it's my desk and my 3D printers and way too many shelves. Yeah. There's <laughs> just shit everywhere. Yeah. That's so I, I know the feeling. Yeah. I really do. <laughs> it's kind of fun, though, because then I forget that I have something, and then I open a drawer, and I'm looking for something else, and <gasps> I'm like, oh. Yeah, there it is. You what thought. is this? <laughs> yeah. Like I've, my, I have a shelving unit, and it's all like, I've got some books over here for reference material, watercolor, acrylics, some philosophy stuff, and then it's just like paint, 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 graph paper, and I'll move something and find something. Yeah. Man, I haven't seen this in six months. I better <laughs> I like, use it I today. I didn't want to find that, maybe. <laughs> right? Yeah, there's that, too. God, how, how sleepy was I when I drew this? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that definitely happens. But I uh-huh. I find order in the chaos as well. It, it, it helps. But, you know, the days where you can kick back and clean the studio or, or prune the creative space in some mm-hmm. way is, is therapeutic, too. So. It's therapeutic, but then it also feels like, you know, I don't know where to restart. <laughs> yeah. You know, where do I where's get all back the stuff? Up? Where did yeah, I put where's it? Where's all my mess? <laughs> How do I where get back into that mess? I want to be in that mess. It's like, I need this one color, and it was a tiny jar, and now I don't know where it is. And you mm-hmm. just, like, rub your face until you remember because you're ashamed that you cleaned too well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's a metaphorical mess when you clean all too well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is uh, how is Knoxville treating you well as, as a creative person, uh, other than your, your really awesomely creative social circle? Are there events about, around town you like going to? Are there... Are there um, public spaces you enjoy being, stuff like that. Um, yeah, I would say Knoxville has been a great outlet um, for like meeting artists and like having a space where I can really um, focus. 
on it's it's a good group environment. Yeah, it's a great group environment and I it's everybody's very very nice to each other and everybody's always wanting to see each other's work and I get excited to see everybody's work at the end of class. Everybody takes a different perspective on the figure and is focusing on a different aspect of the figure and I think it's really fun to see um, other artists grow because I've been going to Knox Draw, I guess, for like Oh, what, they've been doing it for almost three years now? Yeah, I guess it's been like three years. Which, full disclosure, is where uh, Mariah and I met you, I think. Yes, that is that's And great. I'm slowly trying to work my way through that social circle with yeah. the podcast because it is so uh, dense. It's a great, great group of artists. Yeah, yeah, it's a very densely packed group with talent, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited to be a part of it. Yeah. It's a fun time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've a lot of great people. I've had Jared on the podcast, and Lola as has has uh, said she's on board, but we haven't made it happen yet. But we'll yeah, get there. I'm sure she will. Yeah, we'll get there eventually. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm super thankful for that as an outlet. It helps me do something that is far outside my comfort zone because mm-hmm. I do a lot of abstract, psychedelic, like, crazy stuff. Yeah. And when I sit down to draw a human figure, I'm just like, what am I doing? Uh-huh. This is That's a great thing for me to push my comfort zone with. Uh-huh. I bring I, – I take a lot of – inspiration from that class too and i don't know how it translates in my like abstract work but i do i I love like focusing on the shadows and the light and playing with that a lot um in my other work as well but i think it's fun to use that class as a a training ground kind Mm -hmm. of for my but eyes. You can also play a lot with composition with that, even though it's, you know, you have one person in front of you and some lighting to play with, you know, how, yeah. how you pick out the elements and how you emphasize them has, is a lot of the things I try to play with when yeah. I'm there drawing, mm-hmm. because I'll, I'll try to focus on highlights or shadows and how that interacts with the lines of the model and all that stuff. So it's, yeah. it can definitely, it's definitely helped me do things uh, with my color palette. That, mm-hmm. that I wouldn't have exposed myself to otherwise. See, I haven't experimented with a lot of color in that class at all. Well, I mean, in other pieces of oh, art. Oh, okay, so okay. I've used some like red charcoal and stuff, and I have yeah. I have one red charcoal piece that I really like. And Jared threw that pen at me. He's like, "Use this!" And oh. she's like, threw it down on my table, and I was like, "Fine." But the piece <laughs> turned out great. Uh, but yeah, it, I have it. It's been mostly charcoal pen and like micro pens and stuff like that yeah. for life drawing, but. I've been using a crayon lately. You should try that sometime. A crayon? I'm here for it. It's so fun. I've felt like um, it's. I can get the sh- the shadows down so quickly and easily. Um, it works similar to like charcoal, yeah. I guess, but you can't really blend it. No, all, you so can't. You just kind of block well, in the shadows. Well, since it's so waxy. Yeah. yeah. What kind of paper are you drawing on? Just regular old drawing paper. Newsprint or just like not newsprint. Okay, it's a little thicker. Okay, yeah. yeah. I've been trying to use large pieces of newsprint when I've mm-hmm. been in there lately. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. I was told to use larger paper, and I was, I figured I'd give it a try, and I haven't moved off of it yet. Oh yeah, <laughs> lo- I've been stuck on large paper for a while now, especially with figures. It's easier, I think, mm-hmm. to get the um, proportions. I think there's something about moving. You know, mm-hmm. at that scale, you know. Yeah, you can move your whole arm from your yeah. shoulder instead of, like, at your wrist. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's got to be it. Yeah. It, it's more comfortable, more natural. Uh-huh. There's, there's more. The lines are more fluid. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. It definitely is it's more enjoyable to draw mm-hmm. on that scale. Like, I think my newsprint book is um, 
18 by 24, something like that. Yeah, that's about mine, too. So what, are there any um, local elements, like, where do you normally find the things that you like to collage with? Do you have, like, a honeypot of things, or do you just, like, randomly gather from everywhere? Or yeah, it's is- kind of randomly everywhere. Like, if I, I think probably, like, locally, um, I really like nostalgia. I found a lot of stuff there recently. That yeah. It was really great. Um, and then just, like, you know. Any any thrift store, I think you can find something. Um, but I was at, I was driving. I think I was driving home. I live. I'm from Middle Tennessee, is where my parents are from. Um, but I was driving through like Oak Ridge um, and like Essel Springs yeah. area, and there was like some little thrift store off the side of some like a back road called like the Tooth Ferry or something. I don't remember what it was called, but. Um, I found some really great stuff there, like old, uh, um, like pattern, sewing patterns and stuff, just like random little things that I can use. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have any specific places that I like go to seek out material. It's kind of scattered. Well, that works. So, but the hole in the wall places, you have to go check. Oh, I have to go check out the hole in the wall. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious. I'm so have curious. have you been to like everything up central mm-hmm. between here and the one, where? There's one place on Central that I haven't been. The little it's like on the corner. I can't think of what it's called. And Friends or something. Yeah, there's um it's it's the Ladies of Charity and then there's oh, the Friends Antique Store. It's it's across from Central Flats and have Pass. You, have you been there? Before? I've been there a lot. Are they have uh, good stuff or I've heard it's kinda like it's hit or miss. Okay. But if I uh, do not forget that they have a basement full of stuff okay. and an upstairs full of furniture. Like the ground floor okay. on the street level is all like normal stuff. Uh-huh. You know, records and old dolls and toys and all this kind of stuff. You know, kitchen accessories. Yeah. Uh, teapots and silverware and whatnot. Uh, clothes. Lots of clothes. They have a lot of clothes. So you might like that. But yeah. um, downstairs, they have a lot of like um, old glassware and like golf clubs and board games. And all the fun stuff. All kinds of stuff. <laughs> uh, I think last time I was there, I bought uh, a Stein from like Playboy 1974. Oh, hell you yeah. You know, it was all black and gold logo and stuff. I'm like, it's too classy. I got to get this. But, uh, and it's not overpriced. It's like, no, it was like $7. Yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. $7. Twist my arm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, they have like mirrors and chairs and tables and all kinds of stuff upstairs. Okay. On the second cool. level. So check that out yeah, too. I'll have to check yeah, that out. Yeah, next time you're in there, check that place yeah. out. It's The building has been for sale for a while, and I think they're just kind of letting them run business until they actually sell the building. Okay. So, you know, I'm I sure they're in a so mood to get shit. everything oh, out of yeah. there. <laughs> it's going to be a mess. But I've, I've, we've been, you and I have been in there before, and it worked out pretty well. I found some good records in there, too. Cool. But they also have a lot of not good records, as in, like, uh, not good well, shape. Oh, okay. So, so if you need <laughs> records for whatever, like, don't feel bad to break one of those okay. up and throw it on a canvas, because there's a lot in there that are just in poorly playable condition. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I think, um, you've, have you been to Retrospect? I have, yeah. I find great stuff there, but it is overpriced. They're a little pricey. It's a little pricey. But, yeah. but I think they curate their collection a lot more than mm-hmm. some people do. There's also a place. Um, I used to live out in South Knoxville. And 
um, Bargain Hunters. Have y'all ever been mm-hmm. there before? Yeah. Love that place. I've probably been there like 40 times or more. And yeah, I've gathered a lot of great things. Anything stand out to you that you've picked from there? Um, not in particular. Not off the top of my head, but I've gotten a lot of things from there. I like knick-knacky things too, so... Um, yeah, nothing that I can think of right now. But, but yeah, I lo- I'll spend like three hours in there, though. They have all those little, um, just like rows and rows of like old, uh, like pottery and mm-hmm. like wooden sculptures and things like that. That's really fun. My mom likes to collect stuff like that. So I found a lot of things for her there and for friends. I buy a lot. I kind of use it as an excuse. <laughs> to buy things is to gift, re-gift them. Right, that works too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I was looking for stuff to put in a collage, but I swear you need this more than yeah, I do. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. yeah. It's always a good a good reaction you get when you like gift people these wacky things too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 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 That's awesome. It's, uh, I mean, you do never know what you're going to find in there. Yeah. Yeah. I find like little things with like, like catchy sayings on them and stuff, like little tr- trays and stuff like that. But I think salt and pepper shakers get me. Salt and pepper shakers, I can't even start. <laughs> I, <laughs> I would buy so many. <laughs> yeah. I think the last one I saw that I really, really wanted and convinced myself not to get was that nostalgia, and they were little penguins. No. Yeah. I do. I have. I think I maybe got those. I have these donkey. Salt and pepper shakers over there. <laughs> I think I got those from Nostalgia. Oh, those are terribly cute. They aren't they? Is <laughs> one of them missing an ear? I know. He's I can't tell from here. Down or like they're like back and like. Oh, that's great. <laughs> very very um, emotive. Salt yeah, and pepper yeah, donkey shakers here. Salt and pepper donkeys. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. I love it. Yeah, I I need to not buy as many salt and pepper shakers as I see in these places. Yeah. I would have to paint them. Somebody gifted me a hat recently, and I really need to paint that, or else I would just wear it around. Oh, like, I need to paint it and hang it up it on a wall. Hat or it's not an ugly hat. It's it's not, well, <laughs> some people might think it's ugly. I just don't care. What kind of hat is it? It's a, a flat brim hat. It's probably, it's like a leather hat. Okay. Or felt, and it's flat brim. It's big, wide. It's got four indentions on the top, so it's like oh. it's like an old dress hat from like yeah. the seventies, maybe sixties, something like that. But uh, I was just like, man, if I don't do something with this and try to sell it, I'm going to enjoy keeping it. So yeah. I really need to like paint <laughs> it and get it out of here. So it's just sitting on the dresser right now, waiting for me to do something. Thinking of an idea, yeah, yeah, concept. Do you have a lot of materials sitting around waiting to be used? Do you have just like a big bag of them in the corner? Um. That's kind of actually how I started collaging again, because <laughs> I like had I had some canvases um, and I had I had like a bunch of old magazines and I was just bored one day and um, started doing that again. So uh, yeah, occasionally I'll just decide to start doing something new. Like I have like leather paints and stuff, so I'll just like paint some shoes one day, or um, I have like old jewelry that I'll take apart and do something with and i have like bags of buttons and i'll you know (laughs) glue them to things um yeah bunch of old clothes that i don't wear i'll snip them up um i don't know i have tons of things 
like little things packed away that I find sometimes and can use for random things. I don't know. Yeah. So you have a well of resources. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I feel like I always have. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's good to have materials on hand when it when the muse strikes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you do you actively like sit down and do this because you feel like you should be doing it sometimes, or is it a it does the creative effort just kind of like does it trample you over and say oh we need to do this yeah. right now or is yeah, it a little bit of both? That's what it is. It always? tramples me over. Yeah, <laughs> almost always, unless I like I'm just like okay, I don't have anything to do. Let me do this. Um, with my time but a lot of the time it'll be like oh I have something to do later but you know I have like an hour here and then I'll be like two hours deep already like missed whatever oh no I was supposed to go do this thing (laughs) yeah sorry I was busy I'm a night owl too so and like I've always um gotten into whatever I'm creating Late at night is when I always get stuck. Like when you should be going to bed. When I should be going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's a problem that I've been trying to. That doesn't really treat you too well when you have to get up early and deal with the kiddos. Does oh, it? no, no. Yeah. I have to be there at <laughs> 7 a.m. out in Turkey Creek. So, yeah. So that's that's yeah, a drive across 11. town and it's early. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's at least that's before most of the traffic heading west. Yeah. So that's not all uh, bad. Yeah. I don't hit any traffic. I just speed there and I'm there. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have that problem as well. I like to do things way too late. I, I have a rule for myself not to start any 3D prints after 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. I'm not disciplined with a bedtime. I can't say yeah. I am either, but yeah. this rule exists and it's often broken. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got home. Mariah and I got home at like 7 o'clock, 7.30 or something yesterday, and I sat on the computer for like two and a half hours. So oh, let me just do this thing real mm-hmm. quick. And then I figured out that I couldn't even print it because some pieces were too small. And I was just like, ah, yeah, I was mad at myself. playing bass guitar last night. And I don't play bass guitar. And I was up to like 11, 12. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just, just play bass? Just it. Right, well, it was worth it, right? Yeah, I had Well, there fun. you go. I had fun. That's what matters. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you, made some, uh, you made some noise. Yeah. And it was pleasant. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It was pleasant for me. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the context we're talking about. Okay. Right? Yeah. Pleasant for you. So you don't have any massive bass influences, do you? No. No. Mm-mm. You're just a go with the flow bass player. I guess so. I mean, I've never. Well, I, I actually, I took guitar and like bass lessons when I was in elementary school, but I, it was with like somebody in the church who like we only played like hymns. Yeah, we play <laughs> these three chords, and they're all for the Lord. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, that's my only influence for bass. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I would think if Jesus played an instrument, it would probably be bass. I think so, too. Jesus would play bass. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Jesus would definitely play bass. Yeah. I have a lot of bass player friends that would agree with me. Yeah. <laughs> I think they would, at least. But that's what matters. I think so. Uh-huh. So are there are there any materials or ideas you want to work on in your collage work? Do you have anything, or, or in any medium that you do that... Do you have any specific uh, ideas to funnel into them by chance? Like like long-term goals? or uh, Yeah, long-term or something you've got in the back of your mind right now that you're toying with. Either one. Um, well, I, I, I don't really plan what I'm doing <laughs> ever. I kind of just go with the flow. So um, 
No, I would say no. <laughs> I don't really have any ideas that I'm like working towards um, as far as like an end goal. Um, but yeah, yeah, I just want to create bigger, bigger works. So um, that's that's the idea, right? Yeah, now. and explore different mediums too. Um, like what? Uh, what do you want to play with next? I, I've always been interested in sculpture, and that's not anything that I've ever done before. Like, I've made, like, a small clay sculpture, like, once or twice. But um, I think it would be really fun to play with, like, larger scale, um, just, like, compositing different found objects. Onto a sculpture or something? You know, yeah. Just yeah. Mac, mix, mix and mash all that together? Uh-huh. That I would be really I think that would neat. be really fun um, to play with. Yeah. Yeah, I have a friend who that I just met recently who like makes rusted objects and rusted sculptures. That's really fun. So he like finds objects and rusts them. Oh, oxidation makes some crazy yeah, good textures. It's crazy colors too. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He does some really fun stuff there. I just kind of want to explore different um, different processes too. Um, yeah, I've done some done some pottery i think that'd be fun to play with again to like ceramics um yeah yeah and then there are some good resources around town for mm-hmm. playing with pottery and ceramics yeah i i took a class at mighty mud yep yeah once it was like a gifted class but i enjoyed it well, there you go yeah they do they do wood fired stuff there i think oh they do yeah i think they probably also have kilns but uh uh, the fellow I had on the podcast recently did some wood-fired cool. uh, ceramic stuff that he had made That's there hot. with them. Yeah. So that was, he said that was pretty cool. Yeah. So that, that that's neat to me. Yeah. I, I, wood-firing anything sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you get to build a fire. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real, real wood fire. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he does 3D printed ceramic stuff. So he, he used okay, a cool. robot to make the pottery and it's, it's. Three it's, printed ceramics. Yeah. How does that? It's it's just extruded uh, through a nozzle, and then you know it goes around and makes yeah. a thing. It's oversimplified version of that, but yeah, yeah. he uh, he makes some really crazy stuff. I'll I'll show you when we're done talking. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really neat, uh, and I think like my my desire for other mediums and three D printing stuff just come all together, and I mm-hmm. I find that just totally fascinating. Yeah. So I, I had to talk to him. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. I'll have to listen to that episode too. Uh, Garrett Durland is his cool. name, just yeah. so you know. I'll check it out. Um, so do you, the big stuff, you want to do big stuff. I want to do big stuff. I want to do, yeah, larger scale. Um, are you waiting for the new place to really start that or do you have yeah. a, you know, you really want to do it? I know I really want to do it, but I don't have the space for it. I did at the last place I lived at, I had a backyard and I, over quarantine, I did build a big canvas. I did stretch it myself. Nice. And um, I was playing around with spray paint, which I had never done before, which was really fun. Yeah, I like um, it. But that's the biggest. I don't even remember what the scale was. It was large, though. Um, yeah, I don't remember the dimensions of it, but uh, it was really fun. And spray paint was really fun because it's like a very fluid mm-hmm. motion and. Uh, yeah, I'd like to do more more of that. I did spray paint and I mixed oil pastels along with it. But I I really like oil pastels on like linen and canvas. So I think I'd want to 
use more oil pastels on a larger scale. So you stretch canvases and stretch linens, mm-hmm. really big ones, yeah, with really more oil ones. pastels and stuff. Yeah, that sounds like a lot uh-huh. of fun. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. Um, do you? So, are there any specific brands of things you like to use in your collages or with your pastels, like adhesives? I know those are really important. I just use Mod Podge, like that stuff classic, works great. You know, <laughs> Mod Podge and water, paper mache, classic. Um, yeah. Uh, as far as like what I'm collaging things on, um, I just did, I'm working on like a collaborative piece right now with a group of friends. So it's like a window pane. It's like a six paneled window pane that we've collaged the front side of. We're going to do the back side as well. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Um, but that was like a thrifted find the window pane was. And then, um, the lampshade I'm working on is just a lampshade that I had laying in the sitting in the backseat of my car for like two months <laughs> and I was like hey I can glue stuff to this and <laughs> maybe it'll look cool when the light shines behind it um so what have you stuck on the lampshade are you at liberty to tell I can show it to you after okay done. that yeah, works I mean it's like yeah a bunch of small clippings from like children's books and um like Boy Scout manuals that I Boy Scout manuals yeah <laughs> that are really fun those probably need cut up yeah they're well they have some really crazy images there's like one that i found um from like the 70s that's like all about computers well okay and it's pretty wacky yeah i i want to know what that looks like now yeah it's cool it's fun and then there's like one that i found about reptiles and they just have really good images in them and that's what i'm looking for so yeah so so what what other children's book things have you put on the on the lampshade? Uh, there's just like some classic, um, like just flowers and things like that. I'm trying to remember all the details. There's like, I just like random appliances, like a refrigerator or like a stove on it. I think, um, um, some children's like, I found some children's coloring books, which those are like coveted items for me like that's is that holy grail stuff holy grail stuff if i can find find a used children's coloring book that like a child has already colored in um i think that's really fun and is it the older the better the older the better awesome there's something too about the crayons like they use they like on some of the papers that i've found it'll like bleed through the back is like crazy the, I, I guess i guess the wax and the pigment would yeah kind of separate a little i guess so yeah but it's like very pigmented and um yeah it's fun to see their scribbles and yeah and no it's from like 70 years ago mm-hmm. that's yeah. great like where is this person now and does it, that sort of thing ever cross your mind yeah and it'll like have their name on it like the front of it or, or like inside the cover and um yeah, and it'll, it's like work, like children's workbooks, like elementary school, like, can you spell boy? And you like follow the line, and they're like, a child has like done it already. Yeah. So how often do you find those things like that? I bet that's kind of hard lucky. to find. I got lucky. I found a couple, um, yeah, at Bargain Hunters, I think, and then is where I found them. I think, I think that's, that's the only place that I found them so far. Yeah, I found a Looney Tunes one somewhere. Oh, man. <laughs> Which is like a holy grail item for me personally, but I don't think I'll use it in any 
I might just bring it and keep it at the school. <laughs> this it stays in a glass box, like yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. That's great. The Looney Tunes. What? How old do you say that coloring book is? Uh, it's probably from like the eighties or something. Okay. Yeah, it's not super old. But still awesome, nonetheless. Yeah, it's still That's cool. Great. It's like thick. It's got. I might just color in it for. Oh man! Sometimes I, I wouldn't blame you if yeah. you did. Yeah. It would. It would be hilarious to see just Bugs Bunny on the side of a lamp. Though. <laughs> I mean, lie. I might do that. Yeah, I might take some cuttings from it. You can't rule that out, right? It may mm-hmm. happen. Yeah, it might happen. <laughs> Bugs Bunny. Yeah, Porky Pig. Yeah, that's great. All those guys. So. um... Are you going to try and show your art anywhere around town, or you just display it on the internet and that's it? Or um, I I had a show uh, in 2019, and that's the only show that I've ever had in Knoxville. Um, that was my last show as well, because after that things got weird. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It started getting weird. It was right <laughs> after I graduated, and it was like a show that was affiliated with UT and I like kind of cheated the system to Ooh, get it <laughs> yeah because I like applied for it when I was still in school but then by the time I had the show I was like not in school anymore but um I was like this is my last opportunity to have a show so I did it um there's um there's do you know P- of pigeon parade the yes parade? yeah I, yeah, I, I found them through you recently yeah are you doing something for the tickle mm-hmm. show yeah i'll be i'll be showing some stuff in the tickle show um just one piece because it's it's limited um but yeah so yeah i'll have a piece there i want to have more shows in the future um just more collective stuff with other artists yeah yeah i, I would hope that a lot of people feel the same around here and would mm-hmm. give more avenues to uh, to people sh- trying to show their art. Mm-hmm. I, I, we're lucky enough to have a lot of breweries around here, but yeah. but there could be more. Yeah, and I'll tell people more. there could be more there because <laughs> there could be more. Yeah. Got to find the space for it, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, a lot of businesses have empty wall space. And even yeah. if it's just one piece, and it's still one it, piece. Cover it in art. Right. They, mm-hmm. they should. Yeah. Here us local Knoxville businesses. You have empty wall space yeah, that we could make pretty. Yell out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've yelled it at people yeah, at, before. Yeah. Like, you know, Hang crazy art. You know? I'm sure you could just go around to local businesses too and just ask. They'd probably be open to it. But. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like. I want there to be more local venues as far as like, like this is only for art. Like I feel like there, there's a lot of gallery spaces, but there's like it's limited. They're like, curated show, and curated, they're yeah overly curated. There needs to be more like I don't know community base. Yeah, I agree. Spaces. There, yeah, I feel as if there's a serious lack. There's there's some really nice high end art spaces in Knoxville, like mm-hmm. the Emporium Gallery and the Art Market Gallery on Gay Street. Like those are the like higher end places around town. Yeah. and there might be a couple of things out west that I'm not aware of. Mm-hmm. Because it's out west, and I don't yeah. go that far all the time. Yeah. But you know, there's not a lot of places where you can go see, you know, wild or crazy stuff from people around town mm-hmm. or, or regional stuff, you know. Like, there's just not. And it's kind of sad because yeah. there is definitely a vacuum to fill with that kind of uh, local expression, mm-hmm. you know. Like, you don't have to, you know, make your living selling art to make art and then have it on display somewhere. Like, yeah. I, my day job is not, you know, my creative outputs, you know, in my free time. So I would like to be 
have that available to be seen in more places yeah. is, is the thing. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a distinct lack of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, there's, a, there possi- there's a possibility of like me working on a project and trying to open up a space kind of like that. Um, maybe in the next year or so. So. so you're going to stay pretty quiet about I'm that right now? I'm going to stay pretty quiet because I don't want to commit to it yet. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but it's in the works. It's, it's in the works. There's so a that's, that's a thing. We have to figure okay. out. And yeah, yeah, a couple different things. Okay, well, I'll bug you about that later. <laughs> that, yes, I will keep you updated. <laughs> that, that sounds really cool. Yeah, yeah. So, so that is kind of the moonshot thing right now that you yeah, may or may yeah. not be in on. Yeah, yeah. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a cohesive space for um, artists of any kind. Um, not just visual artists, because like, I am like involved in a lot of uh, music, local music, and um, yeah, poetry. I, I have a lot of friends that do poetry as well. So I think having a space that's kind of like you know yeah open to, to all those things and yeah open to all those things where people can present and feel comfortable and accepted mm, that's great friends yeah that's i mean that i would like to see more slam poetry around town like mm-hmm. knoxville has a pretty good comedy scene like uh, yeah. but there's yeah. only a few places that have live poetry nights uh-huh yeah. that would be really neat too oh, you should come to the tickle i would like to what is it plug that real quick do you know i think it's on the 23rd of this month, uh, at Central Collective. Yeah, yeah. Where we do, or where the where the laugh drawing happens. Yeah, as well and as it's an open call art show, so you can bring something to show in the show if you feel if you inclined. have something. If you yeah, because yeah. It, it has to be themed, right? It's mm-hmm. to to the term tickle. Yeah, that's the theme. Term tickle. Yeah. yeah. And then all the poets will be reading um, up on the balcony, and it, it's all the published poets from. From that issue mm-hmm. of the pigeon parade, is that a zine or is that a magazine? It's a, it's a. Uh, what what classification of textbook is I this? I don't know. I think it's a zine, technically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it's. It's it's kind of brief. It's not huge, right? Yeah, it's not huge. Yeah. But. And do you yeah. are you affiliated with it in any way, or are you just involved with this particular show? I'm just involved with this particular. Okay. Show. One of my friends helped. Is helping organize it. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to reach out to them and mm-hmm. see what's up. Yeah. Madeline Dillard, I'll send you her. Okay, please do. Yeah. Uh, you can send kind words her direction about yeah. the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I will. <laughs> so, um, one of my favorite questions to ask people is, who would you like to listen to on the podcast, or who is somebody you would like to uh, suggest be on? Because if I don't ask that question, I don't discover new people and my guest list runs really short, yeah. but it's also really nice to discover new people. So, are there anybody that fit that description you would like to see or hear in this format? There is someone that um, there's the guy that I was just talking about that makes the rest sculptures. Yeah, I feel like you know that'd probably be a great, great person for to have on. Um, I've only met him briefly, or not briefly. I've only met him once. I he invited us into his home, him and his wife. Um, me and my partner, he invited us in. Um, he's got a lot going on. He's he's an older gentleman. He's they're probably in their sixties, but they've done a lot of traveling. They owned a um, a stamp company in stamps. Chicago. Stamps. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, they make stamps, rubber stamps, and um, yeah, he has like 
kind of like his own gallery space in his backyard um, where he was like... Well, he can just throw those things out in the yard, right? Oh, yeah. and, it, and it's perfect. Uh, yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. Yeah, he has like this collection of what he calls monsters that are like like sticks and things that he finds that have like faces on that. He's just like a kooky, interesting guy who has like a lot to say. And um, he's very intelligent. And I think... Yeah, if you're interested, I can give you... Well, if, if he's up for it, I'll put a microphone in his face. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. He's <laughs> I can older. certainly ask. I can certainly ask. Yeah. Yeah, he's fun, though. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Uh, thanks for giving me those recommendations, and mm-hmm. thanks for sitting here and having this conversation with me. Yeah, and thank you for having me on. Being on the KAAMP, that's the Knox Area Artist Networking Platform. And I don't know if I say this a lot on the show, but the reason I do this thing is helping maybe somebody that listens to this find their next new favorite local artist maybe that's kind of why because during covid i was like dang nobody's out there hitting the streets showing their art maybe people that listen to podcasts would listen to another podcast and maybe discover another cool artist that they like that's maybe right around somewhere close but yeah that's why and thank you very much yeah thank you that was the show I hope you enjoyed all the relevant social media and website links will be in the episode description for the featured artist today. And if you yourself or know an artist that you would like to be or see on the platform, shoot me an email. It'll be listed somewhere on here. I'll try to make it plainly evident for you, but uh, thank you very much for listening and I'll see you next time.